Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. In today's episode, I'll be diving deeper into perils of a people pleaser. So this episode is for all my people pleasers, recovering people pleasers like myself, and those of you that maybe you have people pleasers in your life who perhaps need to hear this episode, who may be struggling to say no, who may find themselves in this cycle of just being constantly busy with other things but having no time for their own life and this is definitely a topic I can relate to because I was a people pleaser. I didn't really realize at the time I was a people pleaser but when I really look back at some of the decisions that I've made and some of the ways in which I would manage my time before I realized I was definitely a people pleaser. So what I will do today is really just talk about some of the signs of a people pleaser and what you can actually do if you identify with any of these signs, what you can do to work on that habit Uh, because it can become a habit, saying yes can become a habit, being a people pleaser can become a habit as well. And as you know, with habits, sometimes they can be very difficult to break, especially when you have been doing that thing for a long time, especially when you've thought a certain way for a period of time, or you've just had a certain way of dealing with things. It can be very difficult, especially in relationships that you currently have, which you may need to alter some boundaries with. Before I get into the episode, I want to start off by sharing what a people pleaser actually is. Because initially when you heard the title, you might have thought, "Mm, that's not really me. But when I read you the definition, you may or may not identify with it. And if you do, you're probably a people pleaser. So the definition states, someone who tries hard to make others happy. They will often go out of their way to please someone, even if it means taking their own valuable time or resources. People pleasers often act out of insecurity and a lack of self-esteem. Now, when I started off reading it, it didn't sound very negative at all. It sounded like any normal human being who would want to make those around them happy. But you can see where it gets a little bit negative, where it's coming from a place of insecurity and a lack of self-esteem. That's where it can become very dangerous. And that's where those unhealthy boundaries start to creep up. And it can be very difficult to break them down, especially if you feel like pleasing people is something that you have to do. It's second nature to you. It's even a part of your personality. And sometimes when you're someone that's helpful or you have a desire to help others, sometimes you may find that you become a people pleaser because that is definitely what happened with me. Well, let me share this quote with you that really kind of sums up what a people pleaser is. It's a quote by Dr. Newman and it says, for some saying yes is a habit. And that pretty much sums up a people pleaser. Saying yes is a habit. Even in situations where you know you should say no because you don't have the time or resources to do what has been requested of you, you still say yes because it's a habit. You don't want to let people down. You don't want to seem unhelpful. You don't want to seem that you're not serious about the project or whatever it is that has been requested of you. So it's just so much easier to be like, yeah, sure, I'll help. I'll volunteer. I'll do it. But sometimes you know that you don't have time, (laughs) you don't have resources, or you have other things that on your plate that you are failing with, or you're not given the attention that it needs because you're stretched, your strength is divided, your energy is all over the place, and you really have no clear direction on what you're actually doing. So I know for a fact, for many people that are people pleasers, saying yes is a habit. And I can say that this was definitely something that happened with me. I mean, I wouldn't say yes to absolutely everything, but 90% of things I probably would say yes, especially depending on who that request was coming from. If it was from someone that was in a position of leadership in my life or um, a position that maybe I trusted that person or I looked up to that person, chances are I'd probably say yes to them. And especially if I wanted to help or I wanted to 
you know, be supportive of whatever was happening. It was a lot more difficult for me to say no. Um, but I'll definitely explore on that a little bit later. So let's get into the signs of a people pleaser. And I really want you guys just to be transparent and real with yourself. Something that I've learned over the last couple of years is that the more transparent I am with myself, the more I'll be able to develop as a person and overcome issues that I need to overcome. You know, sometimes we're not real with ourselves, we're not transparent with ourselves, and we lie to ourselves about who we are. You know, sometimes we think or we ignore certain aspects of our personality or our way of dealing with things that really needs to change because a lot of the times these things can be detrimental to our physical and mental health. And I can say that in some ways it was detrimental to my physical health and even mental health to an extent, but I will definitely explore on that later on. So one of the signs, um, these signs are all taken from Healthline. Um, you can check it out online as well. The first sign is a low opinion of yourself. Your self-worth comes from the approval of others. Now, I know for a fact many people can relate to this. When I was a lot younger, this was me. When I was like in my teens, my self-worth came from the approval of others. I didn't have the confidence and the security in myself that I have now. So for me, it was important for my friends to like me, those that were close to me. Of course, I didn't care if everyone liked me, um, thankfully. <laughs> but I definitely um, had this thing where those that were close to me, I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be seen as a good friend. And a lot of the times I'd have one-sided friendships as a result of this. And this is definitely something that I carried into adulthood and over the last couple of years, even up until now, I'm still working to change that about myself. Um, so yeah, this was very important to me back then. You know, I wanted to be liked, I wanted to be approved. Who doesn't want to be liked? You know, most of us want to be liked. We want people to respect us, we want people to think highly of us. And sometimes as a result of these desires that we have, we may overcompromise on certain things. We may do things that we don't really want to do because we're trying to please others. And what's te what tends to happen with this is that you're constantly trying to please others in such a way that you're not even pleased with yourself. You're not even happy. And sometimes the things you commit yourself to, you end up becoming bitter about it later on because you knew that you should have said no. Or you didn't actually want to do that thing, but you did it simply because you wanted to be accepted, you wanted to be liked, you wanted to make that person happy. And it's really all about striking a healthy balance. There's nothing wrong with doing things to make people happy, but like I said, there has to be a healthy balance. And you have to think, where is this coming from? Is it coming from an insecurity? Is it coming from a place of a lack of self-esteem? And if it is, you really have to question why you are doing what you're doing. Um, and this is something that I've definitely had to do over the years. So typically people pleasers tend to have a low opinion of themselves. They tend to, you know, have their self-worth linked to others. So maybe for that person, in order for them to feel valued as a person, they need to be helping other people. They need to be very helpful. If they're not helpful, if they're not helping someone, then they don't see the value that they have as a person they feel ultimately useless because their approval comes from other people. Their confidence comes from other people, feeding them positive compliments or feeding them, you know, things such as, oh, you're so helpful, you're so whatever it may be, you know, you, you get the gist of what I'm saying. Another sign is you need others to like you and you worry about rejection. Now, this I kind of touched on previously with the first point. I think the point where it becomes a people pleaser because most people wanna be liked. You know, it's very rare that any of us wants to be hated. <laughs> I don't think anyone enjoys people not liking us, but we know that it's just a part of life and not everyone is gonna like you. You could be the nicest person and people will still hate you. They'll still find something to not like about you. But I think where it becomes unhealthy is where it's an excessive thing. 
an excessive desire. You want to be liked. You go out of your way to be liked. You change your personality to please others. Maybe you'll change the way that you speak. Maybe that you'll change the way that you dress because you want people to like you. You want to get their attention. You want them to perceive you in a certain way. I've seen many people that have, you know, stifened their own personalities and they've tried to change certain ways about themselves to fit into the narrative of the place that they are simply because they want to fit in. They want to be seen in a certain light. And it's quite sad, you know, whenever I see someone that I know how that person actually is, but they're acting a completely different way simply for that reason of they want to be liked and accepted it's really sad because I just think to myself like are you even happy (laughs) I mean it takes a lot of energy to be fake it takes a lot of energy to pretend to be someone that you're not and it's very very sad when people feel like they have to change their personalities in order to please others and you know we've all been there especially in our teenage years some people it carries on in adulthood but that's definitely a sign to look out for are you someone that you constantly need to be like do you worry about people not liking you you know you lose sleep over people not liking you. you're constantly worrying about oh, does that person still like me or maybe you know because I didn't do this or maybe because I said no they don't like me anymore um that's something to really really be conscious of because that can lead you to having and maintaining those unhealthy boundaries so definitely keep that point in mind One of the biggest signs of a people pleaser is finding it hard to say no. And this was me. (laughs) This was definitely me. Whether it's finding it hard to say no to your boss, your colleagues at work, your family, your friends, other people in your life, you know, people in your, I don't know, religious organization or wherever it is, or maybe in a group that you're in, whatever the case may be finding it hard to say no to people whether it's people that you're close to in close proximity or you have a relationship with or whether it's just people in general um that is definitely something to be very careful with because so many times we end up burning ourselves out because we're constantly saying yes to things that we should be saying no to and this is something that I did many times you know growing up I didn't really know much about boundaries I feel like that's more a topic that we're speaking about a lot more now but it's not really something I was spoken about you know five years ago um, when I was just in my early 20s turning you know 21 at the time still young by the way but yeah (laughs) it wasn't really something that was spoken about boundaries and you know knowing when to say no no one really spoke about that but it's important it really is important because a lot of the times when you are this person that you struggle to say no a lot of the times you can end up saying yes to a lot of things you have so much on your plate so little time to get it done so little resources to get it done and sometimes it can also create a bad environment for yourself because you've got so many things on your plate you don't actually have the time or capacity to get them done well and you end up doing substandard work especially if this is the case at work you constantly say yes to many projects maybe things are out of your actual role at work and you get caught up with all these you know things that to be fair are not really that important and you end up slacking in the areas that you should actually be excelling in so it's really important definitely for me at work I was always a very helpful person and prior to what I was doing now when I was in more of a managerial role it was very difficult for me sometimes to say no you know people would ask oh you're good at this can you do that but I started to realize at some point I had to say no and it felt very liberating to be like "Mm, no not this time you know I don't have the capacity to do this I don't have the time to do this I've got a lot going on at my own practice I'm not able to help right now 
And it's so important, you know, of course, when you say no, especially if you've been the kind of person that you're always saying yes, people will be disappointed. Naturally, when we request something of someone and they say no, we do feel disappointed. You may even feel a little offended (laughs) as well if you were even expecting that person to say yes, or they've been the kind of person that you have seen that's been very helpful or never just always said yes to you. It can take you back a little bit, but it's necessary. You have to know when to say no at work. You have to know when to say no in your personal life, in other aspects of your life as well. Because if you are that person that constantly says yes, you are going to burn yourself out. And sometimes when you end up doing this, you even become a bit resentful because you feel like people are taking advantage of you. And then you can start batting with a lot of negative emotions. Um, you can even start you know, feeling negatively about other people as well because you feel like they're constantly putting so much on your plate. But if you really take time to stop and analyze you'll actually realize that it's partly your fault because you're the one that's always saying yes and I know it's not easy it's not easy for me to say no sometimes when people ask me for help or they ask me to do something or they're like oh can we meet on this day but I know I've got lots of things on that day and if I say yes it's going to be a stressful day for me I've had to learn to be like no I'm not available on that day I have other things and I'll suggest it another day But over the time, I've had to learn to do this because I found that there were many times in my life where I said yes to things. And as a result, I got so burnt out. I had so many things on my plate. I had hardly any time to really think, (laughs) to really rest or to do things that were important to me outside of those responsibilities. So it's really, really important to learn when to say no. It doesn't mean that you're going to say no to everything, okay? You got to have a balance with it. But you have to think when someone requests something of you, do I have the time to get this done? Do I have the capacity or the resources to get this done? Will I be able to do my other work, my other responsibilities? Will I be able to uphold those things if I say yes to this? Um, Is this something I can do, but only if I have support and help on it? So these are all things you have to take into consideration. If, If you really want to maintain a healthy physical and mental health, you have to learn to start asking yourself these questions. And I think another thing which helps as well, if you're someone that constantly says yes, give yourself time. If someone asks you something, ask them, you know, give me till the end of the day to let you know. Give yourself some time to think because sometimes in that moment, you're not thinking of all those other factors. So you just say, oh yeah, sure, I'll help. But then later on, you're like, oh, oh yeah, I'm not even available on that day. (laughs) So sometimes just asking for a bit of an extension of time before you give a response can really help as well. Don't feel like that pressure of having to say yes, having to be like, yes, I'm going to be able to do that now. Even with things like, things that involve money or finances. So maybe it's someone's birthday that's coming up or there's an event coming up and maybe people told you last minute and it wasn't in your budget, you don't have the funds for it and you find it difficult to say no to those sort of things because you don't want to miss out. You don't want to let that person down. You don't want to seem like the broke one, but you have to say no. If you cannot afford it and you know that by going out to that thing or doing that thing or you know, putting money into something that you know you're going to end up having to struggle to pay your bills or you're going to be having to have noodles for the rest of the month. Honestly, saying no in that moment, as awkward as it may be, it's going to save you a lot of hassle later on. For me, even sometimes people are like, oh, let's go out on such and such day. But I never budgeted for that. You know, I've got other responsibilities that month. I'm like, 
I'm not, I won't be able to do that particular date, but can we do another date? So even in situations like that, I'm not just going to say yes, especially if I know I can't afford it and it's just going to be unnecessary hassle later on in the month. I'm going to suggest another date. So doing something as simple as that, it doesn't mean you have to tell the person, oh yeah, I'm broke. I can't do it. (laughs) But you know, just suggesting an alternate date or something else you can do, maybe that's going to be within your budget doing things like that are important and I think it's so important for us to learn to start instilling boundaries it's so important for us to learn to really start to vocalize and speak up for ourselves because sometimes we're just too afraid and we don't do this out of that fear of letting someone down another sign of a people pleaser is that you apologize or accept fault when you aren't to blame I definitely did this many times. I had this really bad habit of apologizing for things that I've actually not done wrong. It's like that classic, you're walking past someone, they barge you and you're like, oh, sorry, (laughs) it happened so much. And I'd always get annoyed with myself afterwards. Like, why did I say sorry? Like they actually bumped into me. I didn't bump into them. But even something as simple as that, it just shows that sometimes we are so programmed to just be like, I'm sorry. Or, you know, to take responsibility for things that really isn't actually our fault. And this is what tends to happen with people pleasers. They tend to take responsibility for things that's actually not their fault. And, you know, sometimes that can become unhealthy because with time you can become resentful because you start thinking about, especially when you reflect on certain instances, it can really make you bitter because you're going to think like, what, why, why have I been saying sorry? People have been taking advantage of me. And it's very easy to go from one extreme to another. And that's where it also becomes even more unhealthy. So that's something else for you to really be wary of. And if you know that's something you do, it's time to make a change. Another sign, which is a little bit similar to that one, is that people pleasers tend to be quick to agree even when they don't. (laughs) So maybe you're speaking with someone, it's not necessarily a debate, but maybe you have conflicting opinions on something, but because you want to keep the peace, you kind of just, you're quick to agree with them even when you actually don't believe that. And it's really quite sad sometimes when you think about it, that people will agree to things that deep down they don't actually agree with. And I think when you do that, you break a little bit of your soul in a sense, because one, you're lying about it. Two, you're not being secure within yourself and what you believe in simply because you don't want to like stir the waters with that person. So you're just like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, but deep down you don't agree with them. And sometimes later on, you can kind of start to feel guilty because one, you know, you're lying, you know, that's not really your point of view on that particular thing, but you're just too afraid to be secure within what you believe in. And I think it's important. I think one of the beautiful things about life is that we're, very, we're all different. We don't always have the same opinions. We don't always see things through the same lens. And I do think it's important to share your opinion, to share your thoughts on things, because sometimes the ideas that you have could actually make a big difference. Maybe at work, you shy away from sharing your opinion. You shy away from giving suggestions on things. You kind of just like to sit back and, you know, be in the background, but you never really want yourself to be at the forefront because perhaps you don't don't have confidence in your opinions in in your voice and what you have to offer and I think it's important you know people may not always agree with what you have to say they may not always see the value in it but sometimes you have valuable ideas which if you were to share them it would actually make a big impact on the situations that you're actually in so I do think it's important to share your ideas you know not to just agree with things that you really don't agree with and just to lie about it like that's not healthy. It's also affecting your own integrity as a person when you do that. I think that lying in that moment is that short-term view of thing. You're looking at the short-term of, oh, I want to please that person or I don't want them to look at me in a certain way. One thing I've had to come to 
grips with is that not everyone's gonna like you. I mean, I've had in my life people that didn't like me, but they didn't really have a reason not to like me. I'd, I'd never done anything negative to them, but they just didn't like me. And I had to accept that, you know what? Some people actually just won't like you. Maybe there's deeper reasons as to why they don't like you. Maybe they're jealous of something or they think you don't like them. I don't know. You know, sometimes people think some things that don't even make sense, but um, I've had to come to grips with the fact that not everyone is gonna like me. They may not have a valid reason, but it's re- it's life it is life and it can be difficult to come to terms with especially if you have been someone that you want to be like or you're accustomed to being liked um you know that maybe having to go for a situation like that that's different it can be a hard pill to swallow but it's reality not everyone is gonna like you the sooner you accept that (laughs) the more at peace you're gonna be at with yourself now this next sign was me to a t the next two signs actually um And it was that you have no free time for yourself or your projects. This was me. Um, I've always been a very helpful person. I've always been someone that's wanted to help others. That's just something that's inside of me. That's a part of who I am. I love helping people, especially if if I know that I'm in a position to actually help that person. I love to help people. I love to support people. That's just who I am as a person. But I realized that sometimes, and it kind of links in with the saying yes to things, because I had that desire to help people, I would constantly say yes, but I already had a lot going on. And as a result, I would just be tired all the time because I'm rushing from work, I'm going to church, I'm going home late, I've got other things going on in my life. And I realized for a long time, I was just in this cycle of busyness I was just doing so many things there was a point I remember once I I took some time to actually reflect on my schedule and I was like wow like I'm actually constantly on the go Sunday to Saturday on the go and when I lived at home my mom would comment on this sometimes she'd be like oh you need to rest you know you need to take a break and when and there'd be times actually I'd get sick like I'd get a cold something that tends to happen with me is that when I am doing too much (laughs) not getting enough sleep or I'm just I'm too busy and I'm not actually taking time to get the rest that I need. I tend to get a cold. And I remember there was a particular year that it's like every three to four months, I just kept getting a cold. Like I was just so run down. And my mom would be like, oh, you need to rest. You need to take a break. And I just get so annoyed whenever she'd say it. But it was true. I was doing too much. But at that time, you know, I didn't really think about the fact that as much as I knew it was important to have a balance, it was difficult for me to know what I needed to be saying no to, especially with things that pertained with helping people, especially when it pertained to things that, you know, that were to do with my responsibility in the church that I was in. Um, but yeah, like I was just constantly being saying yes, yes, yes. And I had not much time to myself. And I remember it was the beginning of sometime last year, maybe beginning of last year or perhaps the end of last year. I can't really remember. I feel like 2020 has just kind of shifted my paradigm of time and it gets a bit confusing. Um, <laughs> but I remember there's a particular person that I was working with and they would always rely on me for things. They'd always ask me for things. And sometimes I'd be at work and my job was extremely busy. You guys have probably heard me speak about my last role on this podcast about, you know, just how time consuming it was. And I had a very busy job. Sometimes when I'd be at work, I wouldn't even have time to check my phone. I didn't even take a lunch break a lot of the time because I had a lot of things to do. And I remember it's like there would always be demanding things for me like, oh, Peter K, can you do this? Can you do that? I'm at work. (laughs) I'm 
at work. I don't have time. And there was even moments where I dreaded checking my phone. I dreaded checking, you know, certain group chats because I just knew that there would be another request for me. And I had to say to myself, like, PK, nah, this ain't healthy. Like, you actually need to speak to this person and tell them that right now you cannot give the, the level of help that you were given before. And I remember speaking to that person and letting them know that, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually too much. I, I can't. I can't do all these things anymore. And I know that person was disappointed and they tried to find ways to still get me to (laughs) support the person that would be taken over from what I was doing. But I just couldn't. I had to come to that realization. I was extremely tired. Like, honestly, I was doing too, too, too much. And, And if I didn't have the support I had in other areas, I probably would have really just burnt out completely because I was, I wasn't getting enough sleep. Sometimes I wasn't eating on time and I was just constantly on the go. My mind was always going because there was always something that needed to be done. But I had to take the initiative at that time to speak to that person, let them know that, listen, I I really can't. I I can't do all these things. I can't be on your beck and call. Well, I didn't say in those terms, but you know what I mean? I had to say no. I had to instill that boundary um, because it's like sometimes there'd be that expectation that you send a message and I need to reply straight away or, oh, I called you. Yeah, I was busy. So something that I realized as well, which I want to touch on is that sometimes when you are that person that always says yes to things, you fail to instill boundaries. You fail to instill, you fail to instill boundaries between yourself and other people. And that's definitely something I like. I didn't have clear boundaries with people, um, especially people in certain areas of my life, but I had to learn that I needed to instill those boundaries. No is no. If I can't do it, it means I can't do it. Um, Because sometimes you'd say no, but then it's like that person tries to twist your arm a little bit to get you to do what they're wanting to do. But I had to learn that, do you know what? I can't because it was affecting me as much as I had a desire to help other people. There were times in order for me to be able to help someone else effectively, I need to also be in a good place. I need to also be well rested. I need to also be in a clear mind and not just constantly going um, busy and burnt out. So that was definitely something. And that's something that can have a negative effect on you as well, that you have little to no time for your personal life or your goals. And I found sometimes when you are that people pleaser, you find that because you're always saying yes to other people, you say no to your own personal projects. You say no to things that you should be working on. And maybe these are things that are connected to your purpose. Maybe these are things that are really important and that can actually make a big impact on your life and other people's. But you make no time for it because you're always saying yes to other things. And it leaves you with no time for your actual personal life and your goals. So that's something that can have a negative effect. Some other negative effects that this can have on you is that you feel frustrated or resentful. People can take advantage of you. You can get burnt out and stressed. And it also leads to imbalance in your relationships. And I think all of these last ones were things that I felt. I felt frustrated because I didn't have enough time. I was constantly doing something. Sometimes I have not much time to myself. And when I look back on some of the decisions I made and how I managed my time previously, and I just think to myself like, wow, I can never go back to that. I can never go back to that unhealthy imbalance of managing my time because I've seen now that I'm not doing things in that way, I can see the negative and positive effects on myself. I'm not constantly tired anymore like I was then. Um, I'm not feeling like frustrated or irritable because I'm just like tired. (laughs) Um, But 
I'm able to lead my life with a, a clearer mind, if that makes sense. And I'm also able to be more effective in what I do because when I say yes to something, it's because I'm actually able to do it. I have the time, I have the resources to do it. It's not just a matter of saying yes because I'm too afraid to say no. And I think it's important. Since my burnout in 2020, I've not burnt out so far. And I've learned how to kind of see the signs of it. When I see that I'm doing too much, I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to take a day off. Um, I'm not going to do any work at the weekend. I'm just going to relax. And even now where I am actually working part-time and I also manage my business, I work three days a week. Even though it's been a lot more challenging because I don't have as much time as I did previously because, you know, three days a week is no longer my days. (laughs) But even so with having a part-time job, with managing my business, being a human being, being a wife, being a friend, being just being Peter K, I'm still not at that level of exhaustion. I now ask for help. And I think one of the biggest things for me was, I think sometimes when you are that people pleaser or you are someone that always says yes to other people, you find it hard to ask for help yourself. Sometimes we're quick to help others, but for ourselves, we don't ask for help. So I've had to learn to ask my husband for help when I've needed it. You know, my husband is very, very supportive and he's very helpful. If I need him to cook the whole week and I ask him, he will do it. But sometimes I won't ask because I want to do it all myself. So I've had to learn you know, I don't need to do everything myself. I'm in a partnership. It's not just about me doing everything. So I've had to learn to ask him for help and accept it as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes we kind of associated receiving help with something being wrong with us, with us being incapable of doing it ourselves. When that's not the case, you know, draw on the people around you, draw on the community that you have, ask for help if you need it. You do not need to do it all on your own. Of course, if you don't have that support system, it's a little bit different because you you really don't have anyone to support you. But if you have it, utilize it. Um, And that's something I've had to learn to do, ask for help. It's easy for me to help others, but sometimes it's hard for me to ask for help as well. So I've had to do that. And it's definitely helped me not get stressed out as I would before because I'm just trying to do too many things, trying to be superwoman. But having that balance and also instilling um, boundaries in my relationships and not saying yes to everything and everyone has really helped me to strike a healthier balance in my relationships and also valuing my time a lot more. I think something I didn't do before is I'd value other people's time, but I wouldn't value mine because I would just say yes to everything. But I've definitely learned to change that and to work on that. And I definitely say it is a work in progress. It's harder to say no to some people than it is to others, but it's definitely a work in progress. And I can see the benefits that have developed in my life as a result of me doing this. Before I go into solutions, I want to talk a little bit more about the root of some of these things. So some of the roots of being a people pleaser is that fear of rejection, is insecurity. It can be identity issues as well. Maybe you view your identity as just being a helpful person and you think that's all you are and that's all you have to offer perhaps it could be out of trauma you're you want to be this helpful people pleaser because maybe of negative things that have happened to you or you you want to feel accepted you want to feel a part of something you want to feel appreciated and as a result you overextend yourself because you know you want people to like you and accept you 
that can be some of the roots. Of course, there are other things as well. But I really want you to think about what I've spoken about today. Maybe there are things that you related to. Maybe there's things you can, you've identified maybe for other people in your life, but not perhaps yourself. But I think it's important if you are a people pleaser or if you have people pleasers in your life to respect boundaries, to create boundaries, because maybe that person doesn't have the courage or the ability or they just don't know how right now to create those boundaries. But even asking, you know, if you're asking someone to help you something, ask them, are you able to do this? Like, do you really have the time? As much as you want the help, you're also helping that person when you ask those questions. Because maybe if you didn't leave open the floor with those questions, they probably wouldn't say that, do you know what, to be honest, I don't actually have the time. But when you kind of open up the floor and give that person that opportunity to be open and transparent with you, it can also help them as well. And it's helping you because now you know that they're helping you because they truly want to or because they truly can, not because they're just too afraid <laughs> to say no to you. Um, so I think that's an important thing to think about. So what can you do about it? I think one of the biggest things is acknowledging it. With any problem in life, if you don't acknowledge a problem is there, the, the thing is just going to remain there. It's going to be like a cancer in your body. You have all the symptoms that that cancer is there, but you're ignoring it because you don't want to face the reality. And what what tends to happen with cancer is that it spreads to other parts of the body. It's the same when you're a people pleaser. I know it's a, you know, a very big metaphor, but it is because the problem is there, you ignore it and it spreads into other areas of your life. You're a people pleaser at work and then it stems over to your relationships, your your friendships, your um, family relationships as well. And then it then kind of snowballs into other aspects of your life. So acknowledging it is definitely the first step. Being transparent about certain issues and setting boundaries with people. Setting boundaries may mean say no. It may mean giving terms to certain things. You know, I can help you, but only if um, I'm going to have a bit of support on this. Only if you give me a bit more time. Things like this, you know, setting those healthy boundaries is important. Also thinking before you say yes. I think sometimes when we are in that cycle, when it is a forced habit of us, we just say yes without really thinking. So taking time, not rushing to just say yes. Oh yeah, I will help or I can do this when really, you know, you can't. And other areas of your life will suffer as a result. But thinking, you know, giving yourself time, asking for time as well. And if needs be, perhaps you do say yes to something, but later on other things come up and you realize, you know, I actually can't do this and you even start dreading it. There's nothing wrong with retracting the agreement you made and saying, do you know what? I know I said yes. I'm really sorry about this, but I'm not going to be able to help you with this or that because other things have come up or I didn't realize at the time how much of my time that would require. Of course, having those conversations can be tough but it's necessary. There's no point you burning yourself out and then you're the one that's going to suffer. And also that the other person, people that are depending on you are going to suffer also because you're not going to be in a position where you're able to lead your life in a healthy way. So that's definitely something that can be done. Request, ask for time, give yourself time and check yourself first. Before you say yes, really think, do I have the time? Do I have the resources? Am I in the right frame of mind to help? Am I in the right frame of mind to do whatever it is that's being requested of me? And the last thing that I want to sort of highlight and touch on as well is that if you find that you are a people pleaser and it's something that's more to the core, perhaps you have tried working on it, but you're still struggling to do so, then seek professional help from a licensed therapist, someone that's in a position to help you. Because perhaps the reason why you're a people pleaser 
maybe it's as a result of other things you've gone through in your life that you've not yet dealt with. Sometimes we form these trauma responses because of things we've gone through. And I think it's important to deal with your baggage. It's easy to ignore it. It's easy to pretend it's not there. It's easy to pretend that it's normal. Something I've learned in life is just because something is normal doesn't mean it's healthy. You know, doesn't mean that it's a good thing. It may be normal, but that doesn't mean it's right for you. So seek help if you need it. There's no shame in that. I know that there is a lot of stigma when it comes to therapy. And I too have criticized therapy before. I've never had therapy in my life, but I think "Mm, you don't really need therapy. Like, how's that going to help you? But I know that I know of people that have had therapy and it has been very, very helpful for them. Equally, there's been people that I know that have had therapy and it hasn't helped. But I do feel like if you are going to seek therapy, you actually need to be in a space where you want to be helped, where you are ready to deal with certain issues and face them head on because it can be very um, difficult to really kind of get deep into issues you've just ignored for a long time. So that's something that I kind of wanted to highlight. Well, we are coming to the end of today's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed this talk that we had. I know for one, I did enjoy speaking on this topic because it is something that I lived for a very long time and it is something that I'm still working on. I'm still a recovering people pleaser, (laughs) but I'm definitely working on it. I'm definitely in a healthier space when it comes to this particular issue. And if this is something you could relate to and you want to have a little chit chat with me, have a look at the show notes and get in touch with me. Feel free to DM me on Instagram or drop me an email. I'd love to have a conversation with you about this episode. If you enjoyed it and you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, or if you didn't even enjoy it, leave a rating, leave a review and let me know your thoughts. And lastly, if you have a people pleaser in your life that you think could benefit from this episode, share it with them. Share it on your social media so that other people can hear this episode. I'm sure that they'll be able to take away something that's going to help them. And I know that there are many people struggling with people pleasing. I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day and I will see you speak to you in the next episode.